Hello everybody, it's Darren, one last time to talk you through what we've done to our 2021 preview. Once again, myself and Mike recorded for far too long for one episode, so we decided to split it into three parts. Parts 1 and 2 are out there talking about the next 12 months worth of films and video games. In this episode, however, we're going to be talking about our thoughts on the next 12 months worth of television. Enjoy. And with that, we'll move on to our final category of television. It's a bit more nebulous, to say the least, um, because we, a little bit with a lot of TV, with a lot of TV series wrapping up last year, um, and just there's there's the the news for this kind of stuff doesn't trickle out as much as you'd like. It's not like movie news where you learn about new castings or you learn about new creative directions and stuff like that. It's just if it's on it's good for example i didn't hear much about the serpent until i watched it on iplayer it's really fucking good so you know this might not be a true representation of exactly what make make our um end of year listings however we have earmarked some good stuff and i'm going to start off with uh what if because let's be on brand and talk about fucking marvel again <laughs> um so it's their first animated series. It is obviously an entirely Elseworlds situation. It's going to be 10 episodes, 10 different what if stories, um, a lot of returning cast. It's going to be the last appearance of Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa, which is going to be very interesting, especially because they're pegging him as Star-Lord instead of uh, Black Panther. Uh, right. you got Jeffrey Wright as Uatu, as the Watcher. I know it's not Stanley. We're going to have to deal with. Um, I mean, it couldn't have been Stanley <laughs> now anyway. No, admittedly not. But there we go. Um, so returning cast includes Haley Atwell, Josh Brolin, Dominic Cooper, Michael Douglas, Karen Gillan, Jeff Goldblum, Frank Grillo, Sean Gunn, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Jimon Honsu, Samuel L. Jackson, Toby Jones, Michael B. Jordan, Neil McDonoghue, Natalie Portman, Jeremy Renner, Michael Rooker, Paul Rudd, Mark Ruffalo, Sebastian Stan, Taika Waititi. Additionally, Iron Man, uh, Captain America, The Collector, Stephen Stranger, Captain Marvel, and Howard the Duck will be featured in the series. So that is it. Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> Chris Evans, um, oh God, Benicio del Toro, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Brie Larson, and I, uh, presumably Seth Green, because that's who played Howard the Duck in, uh, oh, yeah. in uh, the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. So mm-hmm. there you go. Quite the cast, not something that you would ever see put together outside of Disney, because no one else has this kind of fucking money. Um, nope. But it's it's going to be notably different. It's going to be a very, very different um, approach, especially given what we've seen in the first four episodes of WandaVision, where, yes, certainly it very much has its own style, but come episode four, it's back to being a Marvel movie, and it very much looks like one. So yeah. like the, the production value on these series is incredibly sky high. It'll be interesting to see what they're going to do in this transition to animation. It will be. It's a, it's a brand new frontier, but I mean, it's a very smart thing to do in that it's a lot cheaper to pay somebody to come in and do voice work than it is to get them to reprise their role for even like a 15 minute bit. And yeah, the what if like back catalogue of ideas you could put onto screen is like immense. They, they could make fucking 20 seasons of this and still not have run out of what if situations. So great. I mean, it's going to be. It's it's an interesting experiment. I will be I'll be interested to see like 
length of episodes? Mm. Like, are they going to be relatively... Is it going to be like an anthology, like you'll get two what-ifs an episode, if you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, it'll be... The first 15 minutes will be one, second 15 minutes will be another. Um, if they're all going to be standalone ones, um, if there's going to be even more, like, they'll only be, like, 10 minutes long, and you'll get, like, five or six in an episode. Mm. We just don't know. Um, they're obviously not going to have much significance in the grander scheme of things because they are just kind of elseworld stories but yeah there's a lot of interesting ideas they can plumb there yeah speaking of those ideas the ones that we already know about are um what if uh peggy carter became the super soldier so we get captain britain which is interesting um what if t'challa was taken into space so that you get um t'challa as star lord uh we know that it's going to be Oh, what is it? Bucky Barnes versus Marvel Zombies was the other one that we saw in the trailer. Yeah. Um, and the ones I'm just reading from the notes now, what if Loki was worthy? So if Loki picks up Mjolnir, that's very interesting. Um, I suspect that given that we've got returns from like Dum Dum Dugan and Arnim Zola and uh, Brock Rumlow, they were probably going to have a Hydra story in there as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not telling us that they're basically going to do an animated version of Hydra Captain America. I think that would be Ooh. the fertile ground to do it without having to try and shoehorn it into the actual mainline MCU. Because it, gra- yeah. it certainly grabs headlines. If you just go, Captain America's evil now. So I could see that. If happening. they get if they get Chris Evans back to do that, I wouldn't want to see it as anybody else necessarily. I mean, there was the rumour that he was considering it, like coming back as Cap, but then the man himself went, yeah, nah. Um, <laughs> I'm done, yo. I've, I've got my fuck you money i don't need to do this thing apparently so i was watching snowpiercer last night and uh, it's directed by the the parasite guy bong jung ho bong jung ho yeah yeah i got it right he said the biggest challenge of filming snowpiercer which if you don't know is about like a train that has the last of humanity on it after a global warming emergency and chris evans is like in charge of the slums at the back of the train and trying to do a revolution um he said his biggest challenge by far was trying to hide how muscular uh, Chris Evans is because he's meant to be like a peasant at the back of the train eating insects. Not he was he was training for Captain America: The Winter Soldier when he is a fridge with a head on top of it. So <laughs> yeah, hide it. So that's why he has to wear a big ass coat for the whole movie because it's like yeah, no one who eats like blocks of insects basically would ever get that big. Um, yeah, so fair enough. Yeah, I don't need to see him come back. He had the perfect cap off. Ah! Um, so it's it's fine. What if though? That I could see happening. You you pay him a few grand, he comes in, he does a few lines, boom, you're done. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. It's gonna be a fun time. And we'll be out this year. Did they have a date? They just said mid twenty twenty one, didn't they? I think so, yes. Yeah, there's no solid re- release date for that yet. But it's a Disney Plus exclusive, so another reason to sign up for another goddamn service. Fantastic. Right, that's enough for Marvel. Uh the Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be coming out <laughs> uh, in twenty twenty one as well. Uh... <laughs> it, it's right. It's um... the next one, and as it turns out, because they are releasing episodes of these series week to week, um, Wonder Vision will basically finish. There'll be a week's grace period, and then we get Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to check something I said. Here. Right. So this starting in March means it should actually be finished by the time Black Widow comes out. So yeah, maybe that will be part of their selling of it. Even on the advert, they might go. Come to Disney Plus now, pay a little bit more and get Black Widow, but then you can immediately go and watch two fully-fledged, basically mini-movies in TV form in WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that's a hell of a deal to get people in, even if it's just for a month on Disney Plus. But 
still, um, yeah, this is uh, going to be basically the 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 battle for the Kel for the Captain America universe, where it's going to be Bucky and um, Sam Wilson kind of arguing over who should be Captain America next. At the end of Endgame, the shield is basically bequeathed to Falcon, but this kind of throws it up a little bit. Um, there's a lot of people returning for this, even more so than Division, that kind of only has... Well, you, the, you've got um, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany back, um they in the last episode we saw um oh no um cat dennings yeah i'm sure everyone was jonesing for cat fucking dennings to come back um and also um agent uh jimmy chew i want to say from uh ant-man and the wasp yep. yeah he's back as well but you know outside of the two avengers in that show not major bringing back this one on the other hand i mean anthony back is back as the falcon sebastian stands back uh, Daniel Bruhl is back as Helmet Zemo. Mm-hmm. Sweet. <laughs> he was the best bit of Civil War. Uh, Emily Van Camp is back as Sharon Carter. Uh, sweet. It's going to introduce... Uh, oh, uh, George St. Pierre is back as uh, Batroc the Leaper as well. Um, sweet. We're going to introduce... Um, uh, where is it? Uh, we're going to introduce US Agent, who's like basically the government-sponsored Captain America, the guy they want to be the next Captain America. Yeah. Because um, obviously the Avengers is still tainted because of the Sokovia Accords. You said we're going to get Wyatt Russell, who is is he Kurt Russell's? Son? He is, yeah. Damn. So they get Kurt Russell's son to come in and be John Walker, basically Mister America, and peg him as like, no, this is the the government sponsored Captain America. He's great. Um, and we're also going to get Flag Smashers introduced as well um, from Erin Kellyman, who I believe was in. She's in Solo, isn't she? She's um, Infus Nest in Solo. Oh, so she's yeah. coming back as the head of the Flag Smashers like terrorist group. It just looks cool. I admit it doesn't look as kind of unique as One Division is. It looks a lot more playing it safe and kind of sticking to what they know in terms of the Captain America movies. It seems like just the natural progression of Winter Soldier and Civil War, but. Those are two of the best MCU movies, so I ain't going to be complaining. Nope, nothing to complain about there. Um, it is interesting with the Flag Smashers, obviously, it's no longer just a character called Flag Smasher. So mm-hmm. we don't get to have like a four-way battle for the cowl, so to speak. But I think I think introducing US Agent is the right thing to do. I think that is, it's going to be a pertinent storyline, especially if we're building up to Anthony Mackie becoming Captain America, which I do think is, well, like you said, that's who Cap bequeathed the shield to. That's probably what's going to happen. I would have liked Bucky to have been the recipient of the shield, but there's still time. There is still very much time. That is until they realise that they could basically cast Sebastian Stan as uh, Luke Skywalker and do that, because they look similar. <laughs> they look right. real similar. Um, they could easily do that for uh, a show we're going to talk about later. I think. Yeah, they absolutely could have. But let's get off the um, the Disney Plus hype train for a moment. Anyway, the book of Boba Fett's coming to Disney Plus <laughs> later <laughs> later on this year uh, we know fuck all about this other than it's just it's more Boba Fett and it's from John Favreau and Dave Filoni but that's all I need that is all yeah. I need uh, it, it, we saw the little bit of a snippet of that at the end of Mandalorian season 2 where he goes back and basically reclaims Jabba's palace for his own fucking cool yeah. I'm down for this If it, you know what I want this to be I just want this to be um, Boba Fett do, doing cool space soprano stuff and it's just him taking out all of the crime syndicates 
I would love that. Oh, him and Agent May from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just battering everybody is my type of TV show. Hell to the yes. That's, yeah, Mandalorian has given us nothing but, you know, positive energy to go into this with. The reintroduction of Boba Fett was really nicely handled. Um, considering at one point he was going to be reintroduced to us via a Josh Trank film. Oh, we, God, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, we dodged that bullet and instead we're getting this, which is a much more reflective kind of Boba Fett. They, the, the Mandalorian kind of supplanted the need for, at least it seemed to supplant a need for a straight-up Boba Fett TV show. This feels different because this isn't the same Boba Fett we were introduced to back in the day. You know, he's more reflective, he's more pensive, he doesn't really want to be... He doesn't want to be a Mandalorian, nor does he really want to be a bounty hunter. He just kind of wants to be his own man and kind of get rid of his old life. So, a cleaning of the Boba slate? Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, boy. It. Oh, man. It. It's just Favreau and Filoni fix Star Wars as just what they're doing. And then there's the Kevin Feige heralded Star Wars movie. We're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel now that the sequel trilogy's over. There's stuff to look forward to. Star Wars might be good again. Fuck yes. <laughs> I mean, the sequel trilogy wasn't the worst. It's just it had some ropey parts. And the worst like, Star Wars movie. Hands down, the worst Star Wars movie. But apart from that, yeah. You think Last Jedi is worse than Phantom Menace? You know, I can't say that. I can't. Mm. I hate The Last Jedi with every fibre of my being. But even I can't. Well, the thing is, I don't even think Phantom Menace is the worst one. I think Attack of the Clones is the worst one. Um, and I can't say it's worse mm. than Attack of the Clones because Attack of the Clones is fucking dross. I just, yeah, <laughs> the, the, admittedly has one of the best lightsaber fights in the franchise in here. But um, that it does. But oh my, I can't, I can't say it out loud. But Last Jedi is by far and away the worst of the new um, sequel trilogy. And Rise of Skywalker is a confused mess at the best of times. So yeah, you know, fair enough. We still okay. got Rogue One. We did. We did get Rogue. Hey, Solo's fine. Um, I don't mind Solo at all. Uh, Howard, you've right. done it again. <laughs> <laughs> he was worth it just for yeah. that. Uh, this second one's gonna be real quick. I'm looking forward to the boys' season three. Yep. That, that's all. That's, that's that. all we know about. You it. know what? You kind of know what's coming. Although from a comic book standpoint, have you caught up on the boys oh, yet? Yeah, no, I fully intend to this I year. I will. I, I want to be Damn ready it. for season three because season three is hero gasm. Hell yeah! <laughs> hero gasm. I've not told you about this, have I? No, you haven't. Uh, <laughs> Do I want to know? Do you want to know? That is the question. Uh, I, 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 hero gasm's enough. I think I'll. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it at that, but I, I can see because I've, I've listened to a uh, review of, well, the review of last year, and I mentioned the possibilities for the boys moving forward, which seems to be based on um, so mild spoilers for the end of the boys season two. Um, Homelander's kind of he's now essentially a figurehead. People have got stuff on him that basically means he can't be as bad as he has been. But there's the 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 last shot of the season basically is like. Oh, oh, he's going to be bad. You might have actually made things worse for yourselves, you silly shit. So <laughs> that's coming. Um, the end of season two leads things in an interesting place that I don't feel I need to kind of spoil myself on what's coming. I'm, I'm exciting as is. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's it was one of the best series of last year. I don't think we gain Umbrella Academy season three this year. This would have supplanted this in the in my kind of three picks. Um, but that, that they've kind of said that takes about a year and a half to get done. Um, Stranger Things season four would be down here, but they still haven't confirmed if that's this year. It's kind of nebulous out there. I, I imagine it will be, mm. um, but because they haven't said yes or no on that, I've kind of left that off as well. But uh, yeah, cool. It should be, it should be a good year. I'm looking forward to this more than I am more Jesus Hospital. Jesus Hospital. <laughs> Jesus Hospital, <laughs> uh, which has been super delayed for its uh, season three, and there's still no date on when that's uh, going to be arriving with us. So, eh, this will have to fill the gap. Guess it's going to have to. Um, again, very. My last one is a very, very tentative. I hope this happens. Please let it happen. Kind of situation, because we've gotten a series each in the past two years. I really do hope we get a third. What we do in the shadows this year because um, that's all we know we know that it got renewed for that third season understandably because it's fucking brilliant but mm-hmm. yeah just uh, uh, given the hellscape that is current year um i just maybe it won't go into production i hope it does i really hope it does lord knows we could have something to laugh at in this fucking nightmare <laughs> but uh but that'd be nice uh, yeah it would be nice um of course this is the situation with a lot of se- series this year because you know we know that Marvelous Mrs. Maisel has entered production for season three. It's not a very effects-heavy show, so it might come out. We don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but certainly the last... I mean, season two was focused on quite a lot of big sets and spectacle, which might not be possible. No. So big big question mark over that. We're still supposedly getting Miss Marvel at the end of this year. We're still supposedly getting The Bad Batch at the end of this year. We're still supposedly getting the Friends reunion special at the end of this year. I don't know how much of this is going to get pushed back, but we'll soon see. Um, but I would I would put money on on Marvel st- and Star Wars sticking to their schedules. But I really hope we get more what we do in the shadows because you know the continuing adventures of Jackie Daytona and other vampires. Yes, <laughs> that is all the world needs. Um, yeah, I would imagine that's probably a lock to come back. It's it doesn't need all that expansive sets. It's a relatively small cast, so. That's got a good chance coming. I completely forgot about Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Like that, that show has left my brain entirely until you mentioned it just then. Because <laughs> um, I think season two wasn't wasn't that great. It's fine, but it wasn't like as good as season one was. So yeah. no, I I understand. I I really enjoyed it. Hang on, is it? It is season. Two, there's only two seasons of it, right? I feel like I've I'm watched. Pretty sure there's only two seasons. Because that there was the. The first season was the one where she started. The second season had fucking what's his name? The, it was the, it was set in the Catskills and it had uh, Shazam yes. in it. Yes. Was there another season after that? Is it actually season four? Oh, damn! Maybe you're right. Um, hang on. I'm also checking to this. To the internet. <laughs> oh, you're probably going to beat me. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they got divorced from Joel in the first season. And then Joel's doing the thing in the Chinese gambling house in the second season, I feel mm. like. No, there is already then... se- three seasons. There's already three seasons. Oh. Yeah, so it's oh, season, season four that they're um, they're working on now. God, sorry. Jesus. Right. That might be because I've watched season one and two back to back, and they've kind of blended together. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think alone they work That's... a lot better, because it's more of a like the career uptick. 
I'll be yeah. honest, I've enjoyed season two more than season three. Yeah, season three was was sneer. Like it it doesn't like there's so many random things. Her dad be running a communist newspaper and uh, anyway. I will say that the the um the subplot Sophie's subplot in season three is brilliant though, with the um trying to make uh what's a face fucking I can't remember the character's name. The the one that like plays the disgusting um woman character who's actually like a track classically trained actor. Oh yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, and then they get her to star in a Strindberg play and she just bombs it and you get that brilliant explosion from, from Sophie at the end. So good. Not Sophie, Susie. Sophie's the name of that Susie. character. There we go. There you go. Right. Are you ready, Michael? Yep. For a Jason Sudeikis starring soccer comedy on Apple TV Plus. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. Um so this is a film, this is a TV series, it's called Ted Lasso, and it's something we started watching, it came out last year, but we didn't watch it until this year, because um, thanks to my iPhone upgrade, I got Apple TV Plus for a year, and this seemed like the easiest thing to watch, that, like in terms of length, like everything else on there is big heavy dramas, like that um, Defending Jacob with Chris Evans, and uh, C with uh, Jason Momoa, they all seemed heavy, so it was like, oh, this is a silly comedy about football, let's watch this. It's based on an advert. So when... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. NBC brought the rights to the Premier League a few years ago. Uh, and they got Jason Sudeikis, who apparently is a football fan, to play this fictional character called Ted Lasso, who in the adverts took over as, like, uh, the boss of Tottenham, I think, and was basically just being, like, an American football coach trying to adapt to football. The adverts are genuinely funny, but then Apple TV series... Apple TV went... Fuck it. Netflix and Amazon are stealing all the good ideas. And now we've got to deal with Disney Plus. We're just going to have to see what's in this barrel. And they found a Jason Sudeikis advert and went, fuck it, we'll make that a TV show. And it's genuinely brilliant. Like, it's really funny. Like, and I don't just mean because I like football. In fact, football doesn't play much of a, like, part of it. You only see a match in the final episode. Like, otherwise, you're just at the training ground and, like, dealing with, like, people's personal lives more so than, than the football. Um, the basic premise is um, the the lady that played Sister Unella, the shame bell lady from Game of Thrones, um, she inherits a football club at, in a, during a divorce from her uh, husband who owned the football club. She got the football club in the divorce. And she sacks the manager on day one and eventually she's hiring a college football coach who got famous on a viral video for, like, dancing with his team. That's Ted Lasso, played by Jason Sudeikis. He's becoming the new manager of this Premier League team. They're, it's halfway through the season, they're in the bottom half, and he, she's just bringing him in. It turns out she's done this, at least initially, because she wants her football club to fail, because it's the only thing her husband loved. She, he didn't love her, he loved football, and she wants to ruin his team. So she's kind of flown in Jason Sudeikis as, like, an anti-ringer, because she thinks he's going to fail miserably. Um... Ted Lasso is just the most positive human being in the world. Like, he's really earnest in how positive and happy he is. And it, it just works when it really shouldn't. Like, <laughs> a TV show based on a fucking football advert shouldn't click. But it's just so, like... It was a TV show we needed for these hard times. It's just about positivity. 
and and being nice to people and like it has genuinely like quite nice and warm relationships intermixed with he doesn't know what the offside rule is he doesn't understand draws and stuff like that it works surprisingly well i don't think it's for you uh, probably not <laughs> despite the fact you are named after a footballer not named after a I... footballer i dare a name with a footballer and you fucking know this <laughs> i know you I can't know. propagate but... you can't fake news this podcast you can't propagate this lie <laughs> but i've got to do something to entertain myself michael why not um so yeah i i, I wouldn't necessarily say it's but it is genuinely funny like by over half hates football cannot stand it she was the one, more than anything, that was like, do you want to watch more Ted Lasso? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Season two's coming out uh, this year. They've already started production on it. Um, it's going to be a pretty limited series because the, the director was like, look, you can only get Jason Sudeikis for a certain amount of time. So we've probably only got three, maybe four scenes at a push. So it's already kind of told us it's going to end pretty soon. Um, but yeah, it's it's genuinely... I mean, it's not highbrow humour. They're not trying to break any, like, you know, new ground or anything, but... And it plays on some kind of, like, you know, American stereotypes about English football, but it's genuinely just a nice show. It was just a happy watch, and I'm excited to see what they do with season two. Um, You won't care about this, so I'll I'll give a bit of a spoiler alert for the end of this season, but it doesn't really matter. Um, They get relegated. Despite his best efforts, they only go down in the last match. Um, from a player that was playing for them that they then cancelled the loan of, scores the winning goal for Man City that sends them down. Um, so season two is going to be about them coming out of the championship because he didn't understand what relegation was, really. He's like, so if we get relegated from the Premier League, where do we go? We go to the championship. Well, that makes no sense. Yep, <laughs> that's that's the joke. So, um, yeah, they, it's going to be them getting promotion, basically, back into the Premier League. So it's going to be... And even the owner at the end... Like, he's so won over by the positivity that created that even she, likes admits to him, like, look, I've flown you in here because I wanted you to fail, but you've done so well and you're just such a nice person that I I, I regret that. I'm now 100% on your side and I'll stop trying to sabotage you. It's really good, surprisingly so. Uh, I haven't watched anything else on Apple TV yet. Um, we'll, we'll get round to it eventually, but... Yeah, hopefully it comes out before my year trial runs out. I'm definitely not re-upping, so <laughs> fingers crossed this comes out sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's kind of like the most dispensable streaming service, isn't it? I would say so. I mean, I mean, the WWE Network sidebar is rapidly approaching becoming redundant. Um, they put NXT on a week delay now because of BT Sports. So, oh, and what's uh, this whole Peacock getting... nonsense that happened? Oh. I was going to say, if we've got a second, I'll, I'll preview wrestling for the next year, because it's the Royal Rumble tonight, baby, yay. Um, it's set to be the best Royal Rumble for years, because there's there's a good list of, like, eight people that could win either the men's or the women's Rumble. Usually we come into this and it's a two-horse race. The field is wide the fuck open, basically thanks to their bad booking for the last 12 months, that no one's really, like, over. No one's the obvious choice, but that makes for a better Rumble. Um... But yeah, but they announced um, uh, last week that the WWE Network in America, at least, is being brought by the NBC uh, company. They Raw and NXT already air on the USA Network in America, which is owned by NBC. Uh, and now NBC streaming service Peacock is now buying the WWE Network. It's unclear if that means 
they just own it. And if you have a Peacock subscription, you can access the WWE Network separately. Or if they're melding the two together, which would be disastrous. I mean, the WWE Network isn't ideal at the moment. Its navigation is shite. But they've put so much work in over the last years where basically all major shows and pay-per-views, at the bottom it'll say skip to which match you want. If you do a search, you can find all this stuff. Apparently Peacock is dreadful for that. Like, it cannot search for shit. Like, they, they, a bloke said, like, look, if I want to watch... He, he literally, it's like a screen grab. It's like, if I want to watch, I don't know, Honky Tonk Man matches from 1998, I type that in, and it will bring those up. Whereas if I go to Peacock and type in, type in Amy Fowler looking for Parks and Rec, nothing comes up. So, I hope you don't like uh, a working network anymore. <laughs> but... It is half the price of the WWE Network, and you're essentially getting all of like the Office and Parks and Rec and all the NBC content on top of the network. It doesn't look like it's going to affect the international distribution, so I don't think we're going to see much difference. Um, but, yeah, the network's on its ass anyway, because like I said, I can't get NXT, which is the only show I really care about, unless I want to wait a week. So, nah. So I might be getting a Peacock subscription and a VPN, Michael. Um because it's how it's, we've entered regional as, content again is just so fucking beyond me. Like we got past this with the consoles for fuck's sake. Why can't we do this? <laughs> like I don't get it. Like I don't know what terrible deal Sky offered them for them to sign with BT, but it's gone real tits up because, like, in America NXT airs on USA Network uh, up against AEW, but it airs like immediately afterwards on the network. Whereas in the UK, we have to wait a week. That means AEW, which is airing on ITV4, of all things, is now outstripping every single WWE program in the in the UK in terms of viewership numbers. So, I really shot themselves in the throat. And I ain't about to buy BT Sport for loving the fucking nope. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's not good. So, I, I think the way forward will be a VPN and a Peacock uh, subscription. Cool. Um, so, yeah, they've really screwed the pooch on that one. Uh, but, yeah, watch the Royal Rumble tonight. I think it's going to be good. Bill Goldberg might win a title, which is bad. But uh, the, the, the Rumble should be good. And we might be about to avenge the 2015 Rumble, where Daniel Bryan should have fucking won. I think he's the favourite for tonight. That's going to be cool. Fair enough. I'm going to pretend I understood that. <laughs> no, I, I know who Daniel Bryan is. That's one of the few people I do know. He's the best. My, if you want to have my network subscription and watch the Rumble, you can do nah. that. I will allow you to I'm do that. I'm <laughs> good. I have more important things to do. Like breathing yeah, and existing. Uh, looking at some paint. Um, fair uh, enough. It's yeah. Right. I'm, so I'm staying up until 4am this morning and I'm already tired. Jesus Christ. Thankfully, I found a new flavour of vegan Magnum. So <laughs> that's going to pull me through, I think. <laughs> oh no okay fair enough um enjoy i did today i mean i'm assuming you can pound energy drinks uh i know energy drinks tend to do bad things to me the next like 24 hours so no i've got uh i believe that on the menu tonight uh full fat coke which is a rarity in this house um all the chicken strips and uh just in case everything goes wrong i will be eating a vegan magnum at 3 a.m this morning to <laughs> get me over the line that's a decision i will have to make at that time because that's basically a go nuclear option <laughs> like if you eat this magnum you will see the end of the rumble 
but you will also see 8am in the morning without falling asleep. So <laughs> really got to weigh up the positives and the negatives. I'm not at work tomorrow, so I can afford that. But yeah, we have to make some decisions over sleep adult brains. Probably not the best thing to do at 3am in the morning, but we shall see. Possibly not. No. Anyway, uh, that about covers it. That, that went on a little bit longer than we thought, but that'll, that'll probably get trimmed down. It'll be fine. <laughs> Just a tad. Don't worry about it. We we could we could. But the thing is, all of this might not happen. We don't. There's there's so many things that we've covered that just still might not happen. Yeah. We're hopeful that they do, but we never know. Um. So that's where we'll leave it for this episode. Um. So you can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Mike You can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram at the Guttridge. You can go and follow the sites on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under these names: Fowley and T. That's F O U L E N T. Find the podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed under the username FowleyNT or FowleyNT Podcast, depending on the service you're using. And you can go to FowleyEntertainment.com for more stuff like this. All of the end of year stuff is up there now. You might be wondering, where are your articles, Mike? Um, I'm in the middle of buying a fucking house. I've not had time, uh, but I will get round to it. So... So that's good. Um, but that, oh my God, Darren, you didn't warn me how much shit needs to be done. Oh, oh, Maggle, it's it's one of the most stressful things you will ever do is is buying it, especially for the first time as it's all like new to you. But yeah, there's there, a lot of people need paying. It turns out, um, and then you've got <laughs> so, to some of them not actually like, doing any work. More so the point. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass. But as long as no mine shafts, you're gonna be okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have the foot. I'm gonna have to have. Uh, these are the things I have to consider now. That I, that I need to get a full structural survey on my house because it was built in the 30s. So fun. Oh, fun. At least you're not buying in Wensbury, which appears to have only been mine <laughs> until about 1960. Like I'm pretty sure it's like a hollow earth situation underneath Wensbury <laughs> because there is a mine shaft every other foot. If you, if you're an ordnance math is anything to fucking go by, so <laughs> that's good. At least you're avoiding that problem. Um, but yeah, just look forward to. Oh, we have to do a ground survey to see what soil you have and all this good business. It's yeah. I hope you got some savings, Michael, because they're about to take a fucking penny. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, we need to buy new furniture as well. So that's fun. Oh, whatever you do, try and get those dates. Don't. Don't buy any furniture until you know you're moving in yeah. date. Because then you have the problem we had when we thought we'll probably be moved in in the next six months. And then we weren't and had to find a place to put a three piece and a two piece sofa for six months of the year. Uh, yeah, my dad's dining room table lived in the garden for half a year <laughs> to accommodate the couches that we bought. We physically don't yeah. have the room because of what we're buying. Like We're buying uh, like a... Uh, if 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 it's good, thing is you can't actually go to a furniture shop to try the shit out at the minute. Um, this probably won't make the podcast. Um, <laughs> um, but we want it's still a preview of next year. Yeah, <laughs> previewing what will happen in 2021. Yeah, it's the house preview section. <laughs> but we want to buy uh, what we want to buy two sofas. One of them is going to be this three piece with like a chaise bit at the end. So that, you know, you can kick your feet up, which might be quite nice. We do not have the fucking room to, to keep it here. It's not going to happen. Like we, we would physically have to play the floor is lava all through our house to, to have all of our new furniture here. So, yeah, I'm not making that mistake. No, that's good. It, it, it was 
it was a, a real worry when it was like the, right, the couches are coming Darren you've got to find room for them somewhere like there's no holding them back it's either lose all the money and get no couches or magic some room out of somewhere and I was like <laughs> Well, I could probably put them on top of my bed, uh, <laughs> sleep on the ground for a while. <laughs> uh, it's a, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Then you'll realise, the thing is, you'll move in and think you've brought everything until you get that, okay, I just need a sauce. Oh, we don't have any saucepans. Um, oh, I'd like to go, oh, I have no spice rack. Um, what's an iron? <laughs> and so on. Admittedly, you don't need ironing right now. No, no one's seen you. The public isn't seeing yeah. you. I think my ironing's rusted. Um... <laughs> which is neat um but yeah it's 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 gonna be fun especially right now michael you picked a hell of a time to move yeah bear in mind inside of a global pandemic i might have got married and bought a house <laughs> you never do things the some motherfuckers are always trying to isolate the film, <laughs> they? oh that's that oh I, I had a perfect end in line for the podcast but that's the best one bye everybody <laughs> bye <laughs>